Previously on Wormwood, the ghostly Rachel Nolan hid Jacob Kidder in Harmony Barrister's treehouse to recover from his injuries while trying to determine their next move. Meanwhile, after losing his lover, killing her husband, and falling victim to the deadly Muddy Man, the now one-armed Hank Mason is spiraling out of control. Wormwood librarian and occultist Lynette Bradley approached the former boxer to enlist his help in her quest to consolidate the enigmatic book club's power over Wormwood. One month has passed, but what happened to Rachel, Jacob, and Hank Mason during that missing month? Tonight, we continue to unravel the mystery of The Missing Month on this episode of Wormwood. woman, Dr. Xander Crow has found himself trapped in the mysterious town of Wormwood, a prisoner within the old house atop the hill. Now, as secrets are revealed and horror becomes undeniable, sinister new shadows have begun to creep across this strange town, lost forever at the crossroads of darkness and fate. Welcome to Wormwood. Episode 8, The Missing Month, Part 2. Written by Jeremiah Allen and Rick Beta Jr. You're up awful early. You said I ever went to sleep. This PSP is addicting. <laughs> Willing to trade some personal entertainment for a little hot breakfast? Be careful. I said it's hot. Uh, what is it? One of my mom's spinach crepes. Oh, dear God, you're such a drive through boy. Quit wrinkling your nose, Kit. It's actually pretty good. Mm, well, for Popeye, maybe. Bite the hand that feeds much? Yeah. No, I'm sorry, Harmony. I, I know it's hard for you to keep sneaking food up here and everything, and I've been a thorn in your side for a few days now. A week. You've been here for a week. Thanks for counting, though. Mmm. You're right, Harmony. These aren't half bad. Your mom's a health nut? Lucky for us both. No. I think she just likes pissing off my dad sometimes. You know, like, cook your own damn food. <laughs> it's kind of what they do, you know? Step on each other's toes for a minute, get their point across, rather than talking things out. Mm-hmm. Like how all civilized adults do things. <laughs> Unfortunately. So, uh, is Rachel here right now? Should I be saying hi or something? She went to ask Cedric to take Dexter to their dad's house in Lyonsville. I guess she's been looking around and doesn't think it's very safe for him to stay in Wormwood. Which, I mean, I can't say I disagree with her. Ah, I just wish my back didn't catch fire every time I try to move. Hang in there, cowboy. Stuff I got from the pharmacy seems to be doing the trick. Maybe you'll be ready to rock and roll by, like, tomorrow or the next day. Meh, <laughs> I gotta do something. Staying in the same place for so long is bound to attract unwanted attention, and I hate to drag you into all this craziness with my parents and Lynette. My life's one big, giant, like, twisted Twilight Zone marathon. Hey, I'm already in it. Whether it's a marathon of old, crappy TV shows or whatever. 
It's a rite of passage for living in this messed-up hamlet of ours. Yeah. One, the Twilight Zone isn't old and crappy. Tales from the Dark Side is old and crappy. Mork and Mindy is old and crappy. The Twilight Zone is brilliant. And two, the moment I'm well enough to get out of here, I'm jetting, and that's the last you'll have to ever worry about the... Mm. Harmony? What? So I kissed you, so what? Mmm. Butter. He needs a library book on nutrition and healthy living. <laughs> oh, not me. Not me with a hangover. Now, where's that bacon? God damn it. My arm. Still feels like it's there. I forget. Took me half an hour to butter that toast. I give up. Oh, Hank Mason, my sweetheart. You sure are falling to pieces. Emily? You're back? No, but like your phantom arm, you can still feel me, if you want. I do. You look wonderful. But, uh, this dress, I don't like it. Take it off, Emily. <laughs> Brent bought this dress after his affair. It's some big designer. It's very expensive. But I don't think I ever wore it when I was with you, Hank. Brent, huh? He always did try to keep me. So did I. No. You didn't. You let me go. I never believed in the sacrifice. Emily, I saw you. I met you. I only wanted to be close to you. It killed me to let you go. But you wanted it to happen. It's because he's a boxer, darling. That's why he can't understand the subtleties of your torment. Brent? No, not... not you too. Emily wanted an end to her lifetime of torment, but she never really wanted to die. But you never got that, did you? You're... bleeding on my floor. I'm a tangled mess, Hank. It's disgusting to hear me walk. But this is what happens to the human body when it's thrown into a quarry. You were an accident. I didn't mean to break your neck. You broke his neck, Hank? I thought Brent fell into the quarry. I thought it really was an accident. It was an accident, but I... No, don't tell her. Tell me what, Brent? Emily couldn't hate you any more than she already does. You let her die and didn't raise a finger to save her. And then you murdered me. You son of a bitch. Hank, stop it! Yeah, stop it, Hank. We're not here to fight. If we don't get your help, we're never going to be at peace. I am never going to be at peace, Hank. Please... My sacrifice came too late. Things got out. Things are coming. If it's not made right, I will have died for nothing. I've lost my mind. Haven't I? Ah, Mr. Mason. There you are. Gildenstern. My, what a state of mess your kitchen is in. I'll send someone over to give you a hand cleaning up. In the meantime, I've brought you chains. Not just any chains, mind you. No, no, that simply would not do. These chains, yes, these chains have been re-prepared. They will do the job, I'm sure of it. Once you're able to corner the demon and get these shackles around each limb, voila, he won't get away again. Mr. Mason, why are you looking at me that way? 
Lynette visited you last night, did she not? Do you... Do you see them, Bob? In the kitchen? I beg your... Oh, right you are. Lynette had warned me that you're a little loopy. And don't you worry about it, Mr. Mason. It's perfectly understandable, considering all that you've been through. Oh, and that reminds me. Lynette sent me with a book from the library for you. She thought it might help. Looks like a real page-turner. Relearning life the amputee way. <laughs> yeah, I'll get right on this. That's the spirit. But first, we need to go pay a visit to Jonathan Kitter. Rachel! Dex. What you doing, soldier boy? Me and little Amner were just playing the game of Chinese checkers. I was winning, cause, well, he's a dog, and I'm awesome. You and little Abner? Where's Cedric? It's daytime, sis. I think he's sleeping. Since when did he start doing that? Well, he said he used to, but all sorts of crazy stuff started happening. And he said he had to change his schedule. Like, coming out when the sun was up. He said he didn't like doing that either, but sort of had to. Anyone come out here looking for you, Dax? Nope. Been just me, Seti, and little Abner for the last week and a half. I don't think anybody knows I'm here. They're not supposed to, right? Right. How's Mom? She, um... She had to leave town for a little while, Dex. She was in a hurry, so I'm not sure where she went. But I'm sure she wanted to say goodbye. Oh, I guess. Do you, um... Do you, um, want to play a game with me now? Lil Abner looks like he wants to take a nap. I'd love to, Dex, but... I'm kind of ill-equipped at the moment. Ain't we all? History! <laughs> Ain't we all? Geez, Cedric. Scare the crap out of me, why don't you? Uh, being shocked reminds you that you're still alive, eh? What's it supposed to remind dead people of? Well, that maybe you ain't as dead as you keep saying you are. No siree. Side, little lady. You gotta keep a sense of humor. All this nuthouse business is bound to drive you bonkers. <laughs> yeah? yeah, I guess you're right. Is Dex too much of a handful yet? Oh, the boy ain't bothering nothing. No siree. Me and him, we got us a lot in common, see? How's Jacob holding up? Mm, he's getting better. Hmm. Something's wrong, girlie? No, everything's all right. I just got to get back soon or I might miss Harmony and Jacob's wedding. Oh, yes, three. They get along that well, do they? <laughs> it's sickening. Well, far be it for me to butt in where I ain't wanted. But this too shall pass. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This story ain't all played out yet, and you don't need to go off and get sad when there's still a long way to go. Dexter needs you now more than ever. Yes, sirree. That's kind of what I came to talk to you about, Cedric. Am I going to see Mom? Uh, not exactly. Sheriff Bradley and Deputy Drexel are getting pretty antsy trying to figure out where Dexter disappeared to. It's bad enough that Mom and Dahlia left, but him missing too is almost too much. So... Jacob and I thought we might disappear off the grid for a while. Well, he more so than me. I'm kind of disappeared already, and we were headed to Oregon. We were thinking we might drop Dexter off at our dad's house in Lyonsville along the way. Ugh! I hate dad's house! Oh, you don't hate dad's house. I do, too. It smells like asparagus. Uh, yeah, pardon me for asking, but uh, you think it'd be safe for him out there? 
Jacob thinks that if Lynette wanted Dexter, she would have made a play for him while he was still at my mom's. And what do you think, huh? Hmm? I think things have gotten so out of control lately that we all just need to get away from this town. Away from the book club. Mm, yeah. uh, he ain't harming nothing out here, you know. I haven't had company out here for years and years, and it's... It's a nice change of pace, yes sirree. I know, Mr. Bloomington, but Dad... Say no more, Missy. I know what it's like to be a daddy who misses his baby. Yeah, yeah, I, I got a baby girl out there somewhere, yes sirree. Her name's LCD. Say, where, where'd you all come from now? I've been here for about five minutes, Cedric. No, 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 that, that can't be right, no sirree. I was just inside taking a nap and... Say, Rachel... Wouldn't it be a sweet thing if I took Dexter up to your dad's in Lionsville? Now, Peggy, if things work out the way they're supposed to, then you'll have some company in no time. He might not be the most coherent companion, but he'll be a sort of company nonetheless. What are you going to do to him? That's up to Bob and Hank. They should be arriving soon. Hank? Hank Mason? Why are you bringing him into this? Oh, well, I think they're already here. I told you. I told you that Jonathan Kidder was a flight risk. He's not going to talk. None of us will. Let him go, Lynette. He doesn't deserve what you think he does. I killed his wife. I killed Dahlia. And and Jonathan wanted to talk to me. I should have never told you. He, he never tried to unlock my chains. Please, please don't hurt him. Lynette, hello. And how's my little lamb doing this evening? This is insane. Let go of me, Hank. I'm spitting blood from when you hit me in the stomach. Hank, it's okay. Let him go. A garage? I begged you guys to have a dungeon or, I don't know, something more elaborate than a two-car garage. Well, it's a quiet neighborhood. I only needed to park the Chrysler out on the street. Shame about all of this oil on the floor. I'm a bit of a neat freak, actually. Freak? You people are monsters. You are what we are, Jonathan. I only want you to realize that. So you turn Hank into your thug to rough me up? That's how you instill conviction? Well, I'm sorry, Lynette, but I've lost faith in your little endeavor. And no amount of abuse is going to bring it back. Oh, I'm not concerned with your faith, Jonathan. I'm concerned with ensuring the continuation of my own. Oh, my God! You're going to kill us. Hush now, little lamb. Now is not the time to talk. Yes, our dedication needs to be understood. Ahem. Mr. Mason, that was my head nod. Did you see it? I gave a signal. What? Oh, you want me to hit him now? Little intimidation, is that it? I've got a better idea. I need a rag, anything at... Here. This old towel will work. Now, I soak it in this puddle of oil on the floor. What are you doing, Hank? You don't no. want him to talk. No. Then you make him understand. Okay. Mm. Who has a match? Mr. Mason, stop. 
This is not how we operate. All talk and no action. I get it. I'll wait in the car. If we're going hunting at the quarry, we'd better get a move on before it gets too dark. Okay, so it's no big deal, Kit. It was a moment. I felt bad for you. You're a little pathetic, like a puppy. Um, that wasn't a pat on the head. Hey, don't worry. I'm not gonna get in the way of you and Rachel or whatever. Even though she's, you know. Rachel, what? No, it's not like that. Do you really not know, Kit? What are you talking about? Wait, wait. Is Rachel here or something? No, no. She's not here. It's it's just that... Okay, here's the thing. <sighs> I've... Okay, I've had a little crush on you since we were, like, little kids, okay? So, like, wow, I mean, you know, you kissed me, which is something I thought about for a long time. In fact, I can't believe I'm telling you now. Kit, you're rambling. Cute, but stop. Look, it was a mistake, okay? Won't happen again. Listen, all I'm trying to say is that, well, that probably would have been, like, the highlight of my high school years, but, you know, things have just gotten so weird lately, and I woke up in the guts of a cow, and I got attacked by some kind of demon ape dog thing, and... Mm, what the... I thought it was a mistake! Well, yeah, but you wouldn't shut up. I've had to absorb a lot of things in the last month. An evil Italian-speaking book club, oily-skinned basement ape dogs... The freaking muddy man, okay? Not to mention my best friend now counts herself among the living dead, and... And even after all of that, after being chased and hunted by my own parents, for Christ's sake... Even after all that, this is, like, still the biggest thing to ever happen, ever. Ever. And... I don't even think I can deal with it. Okay, is this the part where you say it's not you, it's me, and... No, it's nothing like that. I've just... You know, my life's a little out of control right now. What, with you saving the world and all? Uh, running from it's more like it. I mean, why couldn't you have just done this last year? Uh, you weren't all cute and infirmed and hiding in my treehouse then. <laughs> Harmony, listen. The thing is, I... Jake! Hey! We're ready to head out. Rachel! Rachel... Huh. Why does she look so pissy right now? It's nothing. Hey, what'd you find out? Cedric's going to take Dexter to my dad's in Lionsville tonight and drop him off just outside city limits. Dexter's going to tell everybody that he's been wandering in the wilderness for the last few weeks, eating berries and, you know, whatever. You know, real Boy Scout survival stuff. Um, you honestly think that'll work? I can't believe this is happening. What's she saying, Kit? Um, uh, Cedric's taking Dexter to Lionsville. Oh. Don't worry, Jake. Cedric doesn't even have running water out at his place, so Dex can probably pull off the whole dirty, I've been living in the woods look. <laughs> okay, if you say so. I do. Everything will work out fine. Okay, Harmony, we've got to go. You're just going to leave? Well, I've got to. I've got to. I... But what about your injuries? I mean, someone needs to look after you. Rachel can't do it. Hey, I can handle things just fine. Uh, you can't really handle anything, Miss Ethereal Girl. I mean, she's got a point. Fine. Take her side. No, it's not that. I'll go with you. 
Not necessary. Okay? Come on, strengthen numbers. Mm, she's got a point. <sighs> Whatever. I can drive you. You're still not well, and I can get you further together than you could get on your own. Plus, it's spring break, so I can just tell my parents I'm going with Lucinda to her dad's beach house in San Diego. Everything will be cool. <laughs> That's a pretty thin excuse. Well, it's no thinner than Dexter telling everyone he's been wandering around in the woods for two weeks, Rach. <sighs> so I can go? Well, yeah, strength in numbers. Sounds like a plan, right, Rach? Rach? Why are you so sure the beast will come to the quarry? This is where he was found, Mr. Mason. Years ago. This is his home. You don't think he might run as far away from here as he can? Being caged up in a library basement can give you that urge. Stop! Shh! What? Where? I don't see him. Where is he? Right there. Nestled between those two granite boulders jutting out of the ground. Look right. A little more. Ah, why, yes. There's the fella. Oh, and he's gained a few pounds. Poor little woodland creatures. Look, I think he's smiling. He's eating something. Quiet, Mr. Mason. Quietly exist for the moment your eyes fall upon the beast. He's fast and has the ears and eyes of, uh, well, uh, I don't know exactly, but something spectacular from a television nature program, uh, akin to the... Uh, You're stuttering again, Bob. The thing makes me nervous. Of course. Oh, this isn't going to work. Sure it is. We need to be cautious. He could rip us to shreds if he wanted to. Humans and demons are quite different. I have been in the ring with both. I've seen it all. Ears bitten off, razor blades and gloves. I'm sorry, Hank. Is that the sound of one hand clapping? Funny. Mr. Mason, I'm sure you were once a prized specimen, but you've seen better days. You need assistance. What I need you to do is keep an eye on the demon. Bob and I will go back to the car and get the gear to handle this. Right, yes. You and I will go this way, away from the demon. Hey, hey you, ugly boy. Hank, Mr. Mason. Ah, there he is, back from the battlefront. But the demon got away. He's still out there. And knows he's being hunted, thanks to you, Mr. Mason. Crossroads is produced and distributed by Habit Forming Films, LLC, and features the cast of Season 2 characters. Arthur Russell as Dr. Xander Crow, Sonia Perozzi as Sparrow and Rachel Nolan, Scott Olenek as Jacob Kidder, Rob Grindlinger as Sheriff Bradley and Cedric Bloomington. 
Coralie Nickars as Deidre Frost, Joe J. Thomas as Hank Mason and your announcer, Dave Johnston as Wayne Drexel and Jonathan Kidder, Cheyenne Besize as Lamora Haskell and Sister George, Zachary Folks as Brent Saunders, Chris Blaylock as Dr. Pete Menno, Andrew Ramirez as Dexter Nolan, Peter Dirksen as Jonesy and Jimmy Details, and introducing Nicole Rayburn as Harmony Barrister. Additional voices provided by the talented cast. Original music compositions by Todd Hodges. The Wormwood writing staff includes David Acampo, Jeremy Rogers, Jeremiah Allen, Rob Allspaugh, Tiffany K. Whitney, and Rick Beta Jr. Wormwood created by David Acampo and Jeremy Rogers. Copyright 2008, Habit Forming Films, LLC. Wormwood is a serialized podcast drama and cannot be distributed in part or whole outside of the podcast format without written consent from the creators. For more information on the cast, creators, and individual episode credits, please visit www.wormwoodshow.com. Thank you for listening, and welcome to town. Damn it! My arm! Took me half an hour to butter that toast. I give up.